Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hi, welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, episode 16, the one where we aren't farming. How you, how you doing, Whit? Good, good. How are you? Good. I'm here. I'm getting over a head cold, so I'm doing better today than I was yesterday and the day before. We did totally jinx you the last episode. I think so. Um, and actually, our whole family got sick. So we had a Christmas, our final Christmas last weekend, and Rhett got a fever, like a 12-hour fever on Monday. That was it. Reese got it Tuesday and Wednesday fever. Jordan had a head cold, and then I tagged on the tail end of Jordan's head cold, and like in the last 10 days, we've all been sick. God, it's like when it hits one, it hits y'all. But we have, I'm not going to say it. It wasn't that bad. Let me just say that. It wasn't that bad. Well, that's good. That's better than full, full-fledged yucky. Just don't say it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't even admit all the other stuff that could have happened because, you know, next podcast, I'll be on here saying all kinds of other things that have happened to us. So <laughs> Things we'll could always be worse. Yeah. <laughs> Should we uh, do a listener review? Sounds good to me. Okay. This came from Kansas Farm Wife 2018. She says, I love listening to your podcast. As a farm wife, I struggle myself with a lot of the topics you ladies talk about. And when I listen to you, you give me great hope and great advice to help me be a better farm wife and mom. Keep up the great work and words of encouragement for others involved in the ag industry. That was good. Thank you, Kansas Farm Wife 2018. Yeah, and holla, Kansas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, Kansas State Chiefs. <laughs> I don't care about football. Or I don't really either, actually. I'm not a big fan of professional sports. My used to work for the Chiefs years ago. Like when I was seven, I have pictures of myself touring the stadium. Um, and obviously it's a really a Missouri team. <laughs> right. Um, but it's always exciting to see somebody from your home state go to a like professional. I mean, they're not there yet, but right. they're on their way, hopefully. Yeah, isn't that weird? We both don't like professional sports. I really could care less. Me too. I, I don't mind going actually. So like if someone invited me to a Cardinals game or something, I would go, but whether I watch the game or not is totally irrelevant. It's like the, it's like the atmosphere, like let's yeah. go have a drink and eat a, you know, hot dog from the ballpark and get nachos and mostly food and beer. For yeah, me. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So what have you been, what's been going on with you since the last episode? Okay. Since the last episode, we bought the poop truck update on that. Bart hates it. Wants <laughs> to sell it already. <laughs> oh, he just, it, like, it's really rough and he, we've just had a lot of troubles with it. So that has not ended up as good as we thought. Hopefully maybe he like went and started doing dry spreading fertilizer. So maybe a fresh new outlook of him trying to do it next week will help because his attitude has not been good towards it. And he needed a fresh start. Is it like it's just his attitude toward it or has something actually like been going extremely wrong that he's hated it? Is it 
Well, the worst part is, is he, he's never ran one before. So he's like a virgin at like trying to run it. Mm -hmm. He's figured it out, but he keeps having troubles with like, so on this manure truck, I know a lot of them are horizontal spreaders. This has vertical beaters, two vertical beaters in the back. Well, one keeps spinning slower than the other. And we've had like the company come look, they can't really find anything wrong. So then, so then like one side isn't spreading as far as the other. And then it's been getting really cold at night. So then if he doesn't get it cleaned out all the way, it's frozen in the morning. So he's just had heck. It's just one of those things. And then when you have to fix it, you're digging in poop. Yeah. So he's had like a ladder and a shovel (laughs) several times trying to get it out. It'll be okay. It, it, and also, you know, driving over like really hard frozen ground that's maybe not exactly flat is always kind of a pain too. So I get it, but hopefully it'll bring you guys, hopefully be worth it. Like adding yeah, that and, fertilizer. And like he said, he said, if we were going to have it custom done, it was going to cost like 10 grand or something anyway. So him at least getting our stuff done is going to be a big deal. So he yeah. just has to come back with a fresh new outlook. I told him whatever he speaks into the universe is what's going to happen. And he hasn't had a good tooth, so. We'll give him another shot tomorrow. Yeah, he needs to speak highly better. <laughs> How about you? Oh, it's other than the sickness and the Christmas. Um, it has been just one of those like weeks of like, oh, the end of the year caught up to me hard. And I have definitely kind of been in a funk, but I feel like things are definitely looking up. Um, the end of the year for farming is so incredibly busy. We are like pounding down financials, figuring out, uh, what we need to buy for stuff this year or next year, or we're hauling grain, trying to decide. I mean, there's just so much stuff. And then on top of that, my husband is like demanding financials. God bless him. He really doesn't demand anything, but when he does want information that I take care of, he wants it like lickety split. And I'm always like, Jordan, I need just a little bit of time to look and make sure that what I have is right. I mean, I think it's right. I'm confident in it, but I want to look at it again before I give it to him to make business decisions on. Right. God. And like, seriously, year end is the worst ever. Yeah. I mean, you got till December 31st to just do all pay your tax payments um, cause we always do that in the physical year that it is so that our computer system is cleaner. You can actually pay them up until like the 15th of the next month, but we always pay them in 20, you know, 2019 whatever or whatever year. that year is. Oh my gosh. So much, so much, but now it's not really slowed down either because we're getting ready for tax prep. And, um, we do a consolidation of all of our entities to look at a really big farm picture since we have so many small businesses working side by side and hand in hand and different things. So I'm getting ready for the consolidation. Mm, I finished all of my tax prep. I don't even remember what day, but I was so over it. Seriously, having employees is a godsend. It's a blessing. There's no way we could do it without them. But the amount of paperwork it entails is ridiculous. Yep. We do W-2s and 1099s and all that also. Um, Actually, I'm working on it. We're listening to this Monday. I've worked on it on Friday. (laughs) I still have to work on it, but... Um, it, we do an, uh, accounting program with ag manager. We can like outsource it for $25. We still do it all. I still enter it all into the computer, but then they mail it for us. So that helps a lot. Yeah. We're also sending like 30 W2s to the SAI unit, another seven to the other SAI unit and another, you know, 10. So we have quite a few to send out. 
Yeah, I found some new programs for my year-end stuff, like with my tax stuff that I need to post about because they're really helpful. Yeah, yeah. And we always get questions, uh, I do, about like Ag Manager and stuff. And it is a really good program, kind of old school, but um, any of those tips obviously are well wanted by listeners. And just a giant shout out to any woman or man that does your books because it is a, it is so much more work than people even understand. Oh, I don't even know that Bart understands like everything I do because it's one of those things that you can't like, you can't physically see that like, you know, like when you mow your lawn, well, yeah, you can see I did that today, but I can't show you everything I did in my office. <laughs> and we've said this before, but a lot of stuff you only do once, twice, three times a year. I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast today, let right. alone what I did last week or six months ago. I know. Gosh. What else is new? I think that's about it for me, really. There's probably something that I'm forgetting, but um, what about you? I know you got something new in your town. We did. We got a Dollar General and it's so exciting. Uh, I love Dollar General. Me too. We have one like 30 minutes away, but it's also by a Walmart. So, you know, in true mom fashion, you don't want to hit up two stores. So I don't really oh. hit it that often, but I will totally hit it now. Well, yeah, we have one. We have a little grocery store in our town and we have a Dollar General also. And it's been in our town for years. That one is really normal. But we, in my personal hometown, we got one about five years ago and it was like a game changer because our grocery store had went out of business. Everything had went out of business, really. And they put one in two of the towns that go to my old high school. And it's just a game changer. Like if you need a last minute present for someone, if you need to go get toilet paper or you just need like syrup, something silly that you don't have to drive. Like our closest Walmart's a small Walmart, 30 minutes. Well, I don't want to drive 30 minutes for, to get syrup. Right. Well, like yesterday I went in, well, first of all, it was so funny because like four or five stay at home moms were outside waiting for it to open. Cause yesterday was opening day <laughs> and I, I, we like passed each other several times and I just said, isn't this so fun? Like, I'm just going to walk around here forever. So then I went to check out and I had like $200 worth of stuff, but like I told oh, the, the lady, I'm like, I don't have to go to, I don't have to go to the town over to Walmart now. Like I'm good for the, the next week or two. Right. That's really true. It's definitely like a sub in. It doesn't like completely take care of your big trip to Walmart or Sam's club or wherever you go, but like it subs in every other week or it just, just gets you by. Yeah. And also they have home decor in there. That is my weakness. So I got a couple piggy things that are really cute. Yeah. That's I have a-, a couple things from dollar general too. I really like that story. And I think they have a really good I mean, I know nothing about the business model of Dollar General. I know z- very zero. But the fact that they're targeting these smaller towns and really appealing to the rural population that does have to drive to get basic things that- It's genius. I think that's great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So in true farm wife fashion, we might as well move on. There has been a really good hashtag that I saw this week and kind of like just in the recent- on Instagram called farming in the off season. Have you seen that? I have. I did a post today too. I think I saw you did one too. Yeah. Yeah. We were on the same wavelength and we hadn't even talked about it. Yeah. 
we wanted to share with our listeners what our off season looks like and what we've gauged from other friends and other farm wives, kind of like what their farming season looks like, because our, you guys know there's a big hype around spring and fall tractors, farmers. That's what they do. They drive a tractor, they drive a grain truck. It's really big hype in the spring and the fall, but like, what do we do in the winter? And, and a lot of people like farming in the off season, you, you take a kind of a break, but not really. That's when you like plan everything. You know, you, I mean, for us right now in our shop, we have, well, we had, it's been taken out just today, a combine, the sprayer, two trucks. And there was one other thing that was in there that's all being worked on right now. So it's like what we, so when we put up our shop, Bart and his, you know, making sure pencil to paper with money works. We decided that if we put up that shop, we could, we could make our payment a year by doing our own truck work instead of taking it to town and having them work on it. Like Mm -hmm. that's what it saved us to make our payment. Yeah. I think, I really don't think there's an off season. There's a season where we're not every day in tractors. That is true. Right. I don't think there's an off season. Um, and especially if you have cattle, hogs, I mean, if you have livestock, yeah. there's never, you never take a break. Like Bart's family is hot and heavy and calving right now. And so like they are busy totally year round because when, when Bart and I generally get a break, like in December, when I say yeah. break, I mean like he's home at five, not uh-huh. nine. Yeah. Like his family's out hot and heavy trying to cab and stuff. So. Yep. Yeah. We, our shop, they have, it has the sprayer in it, the fuel trailer. We have a heated dry and shed for the livestock trailers. It's got a couple of pieces of farm equipment in there. The guys just recently have finally been washing equipment and that's important because I swear to you, when January 1st hit, I said, oh, 90 days till planting. <laughs> For real. days. And we're 30 days off from spring like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come like March, beginning of March, we'll be the same way. We'll be trying to do anything and everything. And I really think everyone will work harder this year in 2020 because 2019 was such a crap shoot in the Midwest. Yeah, it was. So we, Bart and I and our family are trying to plan a trip to go see Kylie and Jordan's family. And, and Kylie, the first date she gave us was like the, the last weekend in February. And Bart's like, no, can't that, that Monday I have to be spraying that next Monday. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's already here. So close. So like in two weeks, we're going to visit Kylie's family. Yay. Don't worry. We'll document thoroughly. (laughs) Yeah. Eight and a half hour drive with three kids. Wish us luck. I mean, bless you. I'd fly, but that's, that's you. You do you girl. Yeah. So besides what our, we are going to call it the off season just because we're not in tractors and we're not actively recording grain sales and whatnot. Um, the shops generally get cleaned once in the winter for us. Yeah. I'm, you're the shop cleaner at your house. I'm the OCD lady. Our shops usually always clean. Also you guys, I need what, need to share this again, but there is a big sign of, um, like a, a good looking woman (laughs) in the shop and she's like scanning her shop, talking about it being clean. And I text her immediately and was like, is that your face on that woman's body? And she said her mother did that and gave it to Bart, which I think is so funny. 
Yeah, they were in an antique store and my mom's like, oh my gosh, I have the perfect gift for Bart for his birthday. <laughs> and so my dad came and looked and anybody that knows Bart, Mickey's like the disgusting wide mouth beers, or I don't even know if you can call it beer. I don't know what it is. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's so gross. But anyway, That's he's like point. known for buying a six pack and taking it everywhere. So my mom found this sign and my dad's like, yes, and we have to put Whitney's head on that. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to, you need to share it again. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, we also service our own equipment. We keep it kind of in a binder. That's totally Jordan and Jerry's domain. My father-in-law and my husband, I do not keep up with like servicing equipment or anything, but I know they do keep track of that kind of thing. We, so we tried really hard to do like a notebook, but uh -huh. nobody would write it down. So I ordered a giant whiteboard and I'll show a picture of it maybe sometime. And it has every piece of equipment that we have, every truck we have, every vehicle we have. And then it has a, just an expo marker with it. And whenever it gets serviced, they put the date, the hours or the mileage. And that yeah. way we can all see when stuff needs serviced or when it like is due. Yep. We fix everything in the winter, even though we still have to fix everything during the year too. But any like foreseeable problem, like changing out disc blades or um getting your planner ready yeah I yeah just cleaning everything out we really probably won't work on the planner too much until about 30 days before unless you know something big needed to be ordered but uh we'll definitely make sure everything is like in working condition for day one of planting right. season so it's really nice the our one hired man he, he was like grew up with Bart they're like best friends from childhood but he used to be a diesel mechanic at uh, John Deere. So it's uh -huh. been really nice having him around to work on our equipment. Oh yeah, def definitely. It's like definitely saving some money. Yeah. Jordan usually finds something to trade in in the winter. So oh, he, usually yeah. costs, he usually costs me money in the winter. Or something to buy. That's yeah. art. Yep. Yeah, you got a new planter. So he done. New he to us off. planter, a manure truck. Yep. We traded off two, our two four by four wheel drive tractors this fall. The um, one really needed to be traded. And so we, we did a, a double, we traded red for green. Way to go. Yes. Um, it's just, it, you know, I really have no preference as far as the actual tractor. Someone was debating with me on Instagram the other day and I'm like, dude, I don't even care. Um, <laughs> not even I, I mean, I don't, it's not that I don't care about arguing with you or anything. Like I don't actually cared that much about the tractors. But um I will say John Deere for us and our personal experience has superior like guidance. Their John Deere link system is amazing. Yeah, we're diehard like, green. Like they have that figured out. And I, I I haven't experienced like the red or the blue or any other colored um system that has that data collection piece as on point as John Deere. Right. Yeah. We're so, we bleed green. It helps to like, yeah, it helps to like do all of our equipment that way. Cause now they all work together. You can They're see what connected. passed over what, blah, blah, blah. Another thing that happens in the off season is, uh, all your inputs for the next year. So yes. we've had, well, I, I haven't, Bart has had like four seed meetings because we do try to diversify our seed corn. So mm -hmm. he's had seed meetings, bought all of his seed corn for next year. He's prepaid some fertilizer. He's already looking at what he's going to spray. It's a lot of prep. Mm -hmm. A lot to get yep. ready for the next year. 
that's kind of playing off what we talked about earlier with the inputs you buy in December while we also buy inputs in January. Mm-hmm. We've paid for like all of our anhydrous and all of our dry fertilizer. We also uh, bought our seed. And on top of all of the input costs that you have, you also have like just meetings in general. I feel like all farmer meetings are held in like January and February. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of like people do their customer appreciation with their meeting. Yep. So then you have to go. Right. Usually yeah. good food. So I can be there for that. I'm there for the good food. So I am starting some women in ag meetings on Wednesdays that start tonight. I'm excited for that. That is exciting. Is it web-based or do you, are you going somewhere? So it's actually all over the state of Kansas. I think in my email it said there was... 40 counties doing it and there's 386 participants that is really cool and it's all about like oh there's there's four different nights and they're all different topics but they look really interesting i'll have to share what we learn so is it out of your house or in your house oh sorry it's i have to travel to i would go an hour to get there okay cool well good hopefully at an actual like the extension offices are doing it that's going to be so fun. Like you'll, you'll have fun. You'll have an hour to just in the car by yourself. That'll well, be actually, fun. I'm taking five other ladies with me. So well, with girls kids, night, let me rephrase without kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in true mom fashion, I still had to find my own babysitter and make sure my kids are taken care of. I am going to like when Jordan listens to this, he, I'm sure he's cringing right now in the future. Him is cringing. That is the difference between men and women. It is. They don't have to worry about where their kids go. Mm-mm. Nope. Jordan left um, yesterday afternoon. They went and looked at a couple of trailers for just totally beside the point reasons. And I was thinking to myself, like, if that were me, you'd have to find I watch your kids. Making sure that the babysitter could stay for an extra hour to half an hour to an hour because I was going to be late to get home. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> And, and it's not, it's not their fault. We've talked about no. this before. It's not their fault. It just is what it is. And, and it's okay because it's like, a difference between I, moms and dads. It diff- just is, it just is. We love you, Bart and Jordan. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, In the winter, we do a lot of livestock work. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we take care of livestock every day. Our guys do, we do, somebody does, but gates get fixed. Curtains that we have like just made work actually get truly fixed in the winter. Um, heaters. The things that you put off during the year yes. because they don't quite need it yet, they get it in the winter. Yep. Like a, a sewer line that needs to be dug up that's just been continually rotor-rooted and needs to replace. Like that's the stuff that we do in the winter to get it all ready again so that during spring you have very little extra things to do on top of your already busy spring schedule. Right. Or like one thing that I, we always do it in the winter and it drives me nuts. I wish we could do it all year long. We keep like a shuttle of, um, used oil. Well, actually there was three this year. So we just like keep that by the shop, which drives me nuts. I hate eyesores. And then we have like metal bins like to take to scrap yards and all that just sits outside of our shop all freaking year. And then in the winter, it finally leaves. So all the used oil has left, all the scrap iron has went to the yard, scrap yard, and we're back to fresh looking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we forgot. How is the new mindset for you going? 
new year, oh, same you, new mindset? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like I'm just getting back on. Like I said it last time, I was going to be good on the 6th. And last week was just, I was totally off my game, physically, mentally, sickness. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Be having a head cold is the worst. And then I couldn't taste anything. So therefore I didn't want to cook. Right. I'm back on game on. I agree. It's, it's easy to fall. Like I saw that, um, this farm wife, Meredith, she had posted about being in a rut and you know, you can get in those ruts, but it's just as easy to drive back out and continue yep. on in life. And this is a little off subject, but Kylie and I are in a book club. And this last chapter was talking about your goals. And it made me think about our last podcast. And they talk about how you should just cut your goals in half so that you don't constantly disappoint yourself. And I love that concept. So my goal for the longest time was lose 10 pounds, work out every single day. And it's like, okay, lose five pounds, work out every other day is so much more doable. And I don't disappoint myself constantly. And then if you do more than that, you're happy. It's like, go you. And I use that exact analogy, not knowing that was your goal. And I was like, okay, your goal is to lose 10 pounds and you lose five and you're mad at yourself. You still lost five pounds. Right. Which is great. And then once you hit that goal, you can lose that other, that can be your next goal or the next five. Yes. So I would highly shameless plug where we would highly recommend this book so far. It is called finish. I am not reading it. I am listening to it. I actually do not think I would like it reading it. He's so, very good at reading it too. He is like listen John to the, Acuff is who it's by. If you need listen to, to the preview, and I think you'll want to like listen to it on audio. Her and I are both in this book club with our friend Addie, who was our guest on our very first interviewed podcast. I don't know what episode. Um, she's kind of running this book club, and I'm I'm just sure we'll have another one in a you know once this is finished. Mm-hmm. I really think the cut your goals in half could apply to like farm life very well. Yeah. That's such yeah. high expectations for ourselves. I even do it to, for our kids that yep. if you cut it in half, it just seems so much more doable. Agreed. And this is kind of the time of year when you think about your goals and stuff. This is when we're planning for next year or it's this year now, this is when we're planning for the next nine to 10 months. Okay. What are our goals? What do we have to do? Well, let's like re really evaluate what we have to do and versus what we want to do. And let's find like a happy medium or what needs done and what you just want done. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's a good, that's a really good plug for that book because it does definitely apply to life as we know it today. Right, it is really good. So the winter months for us is daddy's at home time more, which I love, I love, but I love when it's here and I hate to see it go, but I also like crave the busy time too, if that makes any sense. I love like when life starts getting back into a routine and well, going good again. it's like change. We get like the best of all the world. So we like to complain that we don't really get an off season or maybe this comes off as complaining. Maybe it doesn't. We're not trying to complain at all. That's just, this is just the reality of the life that we literally live every day. So when it's not farming, we're not in a tractor. Our guys aren't in a tractor. They're still doing lots of things. There's still lots of moving parts on the farm but we, there is a lot of value in the off season. Mm-hmm. There is. I said, the, I said the other day that my mind is ready for Bart to get super busy again, but my heart isn't because you know how it is trying to get back in the routine of being by yourself with your kids all the time, like bedtime, supper. It's just whew, back to the seasonal single mama stuff. 
Oh, we got to wait for that for just a little while. I still need, I still need time off. (laughs) March one hits and I'm back to it. Yep. We get the guys, it it gets darker earlier, which is a benefit. Um, I don't understand all the ins and outs of daylight savings time, but I'm thankful that it gets dark at five during the winter. It's cold for one. And for two, Jordan does actually come. You just can't do anything after dark much at night outside. So he goes home and I like that. Yep. Those winter nice months are nice to have. They're bittersweet, but yep. the reality is it leaves pretty quickly. It's nice to share a meal at the dinner table. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, that really wraps it up for the off season. We have a couple high housekeeping items that Whitney and I have been talking about. The Midwest Farm Wives, Whitney and Kylie, are going to get their own Instagram slash Facebook page. So there'll be two, um, but they'll work side by side. There won't, there won't really be anything different on either page, but we'll be doing all kinds of fun stuff, sharing our daily lives. We'll still have our own individual pages and we still want to grow our individual pages, but we definitely want to work together and grow the podcast page as well. And our community is like no other. So we're excited to share that. Yeah. Our friends at Ranch Wives Beef Co., we've been talking to them. We love, love, love their page on Instagram. If you don't follow them, please do. Um, We love that they're in different states and that they work together and post daily. And so we're going to give this thing a shot. So please go follow us once we get it figured out. Yeah. Hopefully we'll maybe have the big like debut. Is Monday too early, Whitney? Are we? Heck no. Are we being too hopeful? We want it to just. you know, Jatana and Natalie, they do a phenomenal job on their page. And if we can even do a half of what they do, I think we'll be feeling really successful with ourselves. So you can find us still at the Grateful Farm Wife and at Farm Wife Guru. Sorry, I just about butchered that. But you can also find us at the Midwest Farm Wives page. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you guys know when we have it set up. So I am going to send this over to Kylie, who is interviewing Mary Pat at uh, Millennial Farm Wife, who is also going to discuss the farming in the off season. Sounds good. Hey, y'all. I'm with Mary Pat Sass. She is joining us today from Illinois. Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, um, well, I'm a Midwest farm wife like you guys, <laughs> yeah. but I, yes. So um, I grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin. And um, so really farming has been a part of my whole life. I went to school for agriculture. I went for ag business actually. And um, I married a crop farmer in Illinois. So I've had kind of, even though farming has been part of my whole life, I've kind of had experience on a lot of ends of the farming spectrum because those two types of farms are so vastly different. So you're a Midwest farm girl who turned into a Midwest farm wife. You're right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Illinois and Wisconsin had such a hard year this year, so I'm feeling for you guys. Yeah, I know my dad finished his corn, like harvesting his corn, like right around, right after Christmas, I think. Oh, bless their heart. That is just not fun. So we'll pray for a better 2020. You married a row crop farmer. Tell, and I know you have a cute little boy. Mm -hmm, Hank. (laughs) He's fun. But you started, you started something new this year also. So you're totally immersed in the farm life. Tell me more about your new adventure. 
So growing up on the dairy farm, I like I was involved in everything on the farm. And I, I mean, not everything, I guess my main focus was the calves, but dairying was like, it's in my blood. It's still in my blood. And when I moved to Illinois, it's just a lot different down here. There's not nearly the amount of like small family dairies and um, not as many animals in general, but they also don't have good cheese down here. It's pretty sad because we're only 30, 30 minutes drive, I guess, south of the Wisconsin border. And you get this far south and there's like no cheese. So <laughs> when you grew up in Wisconsin, like you grew up with really good cheese. So I um, talked with my dad and all of his milk is sent to a creamery that makes cheese. And we've had that, you know, for many years up there. And then when we, when we go up and visit, we would have their cheese. So this August, actually, the idea was first born. And I was just throwing the idea out there. And I said, hey, why don't we try and sell some of this cheese in Illinois? Because they don't have any good cheese down there. Mm-hmm. And Literally that happened one weekend and we started to just brainstorm ideas and we launched our business in October. So it was really, really fast, like from start to finish. And we launched the cheesery. That's our business. So we basically buy cheese from Wisconsin, bring it down to Illinois and sell it to our friends and neighbors. And we opened with this like really big event in our town. It's called Autumn Drive and people just kind of drive around the country and different farms have their farms open for people to stop and like buy crafts and whatever. And our home was open for cheese. And it was so crazy and so like busy and successful that we were like, okay, we need to, we need to keep doing this. And um, so now we've been doing it for, I guess it'll be three months now. And it was just, we weren't even thinking about shipping to other States, but I started to talk about it on Instagram And by the end of the year, we had already shipped to 22 states, like people that wanted cheese. So yeah, we're just, we're still doing a lot of different plans for um, 2020, but it's been a really fun business to get into. Yeah. I think Whitney bought some cheese. So she She did. I'm going to have to get on that too. That sounds so good. (laughs) Um, We don't have good cheese here. I don't think, I think we would fall into that category of like not good cheese here in Missouri. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty sad. Yeah. And I love cheese. So I definitely need to get on that train. Um, I know you just came back to the farm. So the cheesery was kind of like born and you were talking about how you didn't have maybe as big of a role on the farm because there isn't as many animals. You weren't in that dairy lifestyle. So what did you do before you came back to the farm? So the five years after I graduated college, I worked for Winfield United and I was, I went through different positions in that company, but I ended in the technology like egg technology side of it. And I absolutely loved working for them. I loved my job and everything. Um, But after I had Hank, just like so much in me changed and I wasn't happy doing it anymore. Um, So I quit my job back in February of last year. So we're coming up on a year here. And um, through that time, like the, my off time, I guess you could say, I was just trying to pretty much like figure out my place and like what I wanted to be doing and keeping my child alive. So I'm still, yeah, (laughs) I'm still not like involved with, I'm involved with wifely duties on the farm, I guess you could say, like trying to make my husband's life as easy as possible when he's busy. And even now when it's our technically off season, but um, I'm not involved in like the business side of the farm as much. And especially now that we started the cheesery, it's like, that's where I get 
my business, my dose of like the business. (laughs) I think that's so important what you just said. And it's kind of like Whitney and I are so fortunate to be off, like not have to work outside of the home. Um, Mm -hmm. and we do, we are on the business side of it. So we get that full aspect, but it's important what you said, like once you had a kid, you knew what you were doing wasn't right for you. And I think a lot of the listeners will resonate with that. Like, and some people don't have the choice. Some people, you know, have to work the insurance, the extra income farming is really hard. Um, but the fact that you got to make that choice is such a blessing. So I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it was hard. It was just, it was hard because I felt super guilty. All the feelings were running through me like during that whole decision making process but I don't know if you can and you want to you got to do it well and you guys like that entrepreneurial spirit of knowing that you wanted something a little bit more not that being a mom and being a wife to a farmer is not amazing that's great right I in the same way but there's always something else like you maybe just want to reach just a little bit farther Mm -hmm. not that you're not satisfied you know but I I love that like the whole story totally yeah love it and it has been like, just, I don't know. I felt like once I quit my job, I was able to just like open up to my own creativity and my job, like I needed to use that for the job. But now that I'm pouring it into something that I really, really, really love, it's just, I'm excited about it and it feels fulfilling. Good. And you're really good at it. So that's all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so Instagram, that's where we met and we are just right across the border from each other. I'm so, I live so close to Illinois, like it's 30 minutes. So we're right across the border. Um, but you mentioned off season and this is kind of where we got the idea of the podcast was you, your hashtag farming in the off season. What does the off season look like for your husband, for you? Can I tell you the backstory of why this hashtag came up? Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So at my wedding, my dad gave a speech because he's a dairy farmer and he joked, he always jokes with my husband, but he joked during his father of the bride speech that grain farmers don't even wear pants in the winter because they don't have to. And they have diesel trucks and they don't need them to start in the winter because they don't have to go anywhere and whatever. So it all started as a joke, but then I got to thinking like, you know, people really don't understand that there's a lot of stuff to do in the winter. Yeah. So we, I just talked with my husband about it and we started I mean, I know what they do in the winter, but I was like, we need to tell this story. And that's kind of where the hashtag was born. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do. And I don't know, you guys probably talked about a lot of it already. But oh, a that's lot of- okay. What is it? Just what are, name a few things that your husband does or you do, or you see him do in the off season that's not necessarily typical farmer, you know, things. Yeah, I would say they, well, a couple, I guess this is probably a typical farmer thing, but they bought their own tile plow. So that's something they do in the off season, which is like a pretty big project. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, I mean, he's like, I, there's four guys in our farm, like four in the family, but he's like the number one, I would say guy in the shop doing all the repair work and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's huge in the yeah. off season. And then, I mean, this is still a typical farmer thing, but hauling grain is really big. Girl. And Yes. <laughs> Amen. We're great. Yeah. And grain. <laughs> yeah. I think typical farmer is like, I, I, what I think before maybe I met my husband was that like farmers drove tractors. Yes. And there's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the other things too, that people probably don't think about are just like, they go to meetings to learn more for the next season. And like some of these meetings, like they fly to, they actually like, 
they put a lot of investment in their own development personally for the farm too. So. I, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. Off season is just one of those funny terms, but I think it's <laughs> as a livestock farmer. Also, we have no off season. Um, we, we really don't have too much of a slow season. It's like livestock is consistent and then we have mm -hmm. a slower crop season. Um, yep. so the fact that your dad made jokes about that at your wedding is really funny. Oh yeah. He got a lot of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> well, tell me where our listeners can find you and the cheesery and all the good things about you on social media. So everything is millennial farm wife, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have a website, millennialfarmwife.com. And then the cheesery is just at the dot cheesery. So there's at a period in there. The dot cheesery. Perfect. Yep. Well, Mary, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. I'm sure our listeners will love, love this interview. Well, thanks for having me. A big thank you to Mary for spending time with us today on the podcast. She is such a kind heart and you know, a fellow Midwest farm wife, just like us. So we really appreciate her being here with us today on the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. And go get some of her cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. In spirit of spending a little more time with our families before planting, spraying, all the craziness happens. Let's end this with a quote. Uh, love your family, spend time, be kind and serve one another. Make no room for regrets. Tomorrow is not promised and today is already too short. Have a great rest of your week, y'all. Yep. And soon you will get to see Kylie and I reunited. Yay. Lucky ducks. <laughs> Later. Okay. Till next time. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwife guru and at the grateful farmwife be sure to follow or subscribe to the midwest farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app we'll see you next time and remember every day may not be good but there is some good in every day stay grateful friends <laughs>